Life Audio. The Mama Take Heart podcast with Rebrina Rettel is brought to you by Life Audio and is a part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. You're listening to Mama Take Heart, Understanding Your Gen Z Girl, a show designed to help you be the compassionate, gospel-centered, and influential voice in your girl's life. I'm your host, Rabrina Rattle. Well, Gen Z is the most global and diverse generation. According to the Pew Research site, 52% of Gen Zers are white, one in four are Latinx, and 14% are Black. 6% are Asian, and 5% are another race or two or more races. 11 years old is the most common age for Latinx Americans. For two or more ethnic or racial groups, the most common age is three years old. For Black Americans, the most common age is 27, and for white Americans, the most common age is 58. This is according to a census that was taken in 2018. So today our topic is talking to Gen Z about race. Gen Z enjoys spending time with people who are different from them, which according to statistics found in an article on Barna.com, it shows that 28% of black teens feel this way, 15% of white teens, and 21% of Latinx teens feel this way. We're gonna talk about why it's important to talk about race and how do we approach the subject. My guest, Malika Wells, is a Florida A&M University graduate, wife and mother of four homeschooled children. She is the co-director of Global Ubuntu, an organization that leads the welcoming community movement, and it's a grassroots community organizing initiative designed to combat racism and ableism in Georgia. In addition to homeschooling their children, and her husband, Andrew, are marriage mentors and community advocates. Through their ministry, Coupled in Christ, the Wells hold two-on-two facilitated dialogues with couples, as well as group marriage enrichment events, such as the Boundaries in Marriage book, chat, and the Art of Forgiveness workshop. They are active contributors in their community through grassroots organizing with the Stonecrest Citizens Coalition. Thank you so much for joining me today, Malika, and welcome. Yes, thank you so much, uh, Rabrina, for having this important conversation. Our older two daughters are Gen Zers, and I know that this is something that they care about deeply and that we have conversations about in our home. Let's talk about how do you talk to your kids about uh, race and their friends if they have conversations about race? place where I would want to start is to say that we talk about it with a lot of humility. While we have raised our children to understand that that my husband and I are, as their parents, their, their leaders, their guides, their facilitators, we are also their brothers and sisters in Christ. And while we know a lot because of our age and our experience, we don't know everything. And I think centering the fact that even with divisions and that we ourselves as human beings like to, to divvy ourselves up into, that was not God's original plan. So God's original plan was not that we be disconnected, but that we be very much connected to one another. Mm. So that's, that's where we initiate those conversations with them about race. 
as believers, when we talk to our young people about race, we should be centering those conversations on our connectivity, on as Galatians 3, chapter chapter 3 in Galatians verses 27 reads, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Mm. And when we accept the gospel, we accept that. So it doesn't really matter what experiences we came to Christ with, right? Because we all came with a whole bunch of baggage when we came to Christ. We all came with junk. So I came from my Pan-Africanism background, right? With all of these kinds of teachings about solidarity and Blackness and all of those kinds of things only, which is a dividing kind of a doctrine. So we're coming into the knowledge of Christ and we're coming into solidarity and we're coming into unity underneath God's banner. And I think it's important to lead our young people in discussions that center that you are a believer. So it doesn't matter if you're black, if you're white, if you're Asian, if you are Latinx, it doesn't matter what you are. In the body, you are a believer, you are a follower of Christ, and that's where you should first and foremost identify. Mm -hmm. And then when we talk to them further about race in particular and racism in particular, we talk to them very honestly that racism is a symptom of sin. It's a symptom of sin. So we make sure that we talk to our children and let them know that racism is a symptom of sin. Yeah, that is very true. I think that that part, the acknowledging that it is a symptom of sin, because anytime you, anytime an individual is treated outside of being an image bearer mm-hmm. of God, we are in sin. We are not just a representation or an ambassador of Christ, but we show other God's glory. You know, he is allowing us to partner with him and to, sh- to show his glory to others. So if we have disunity or uh, prejudice against one another, that's not showing his glory. We can't show his glory in that way. That's right. We cannot. It is an impediment. Racism is an impediment to godliness. Yes. And to the gospel itself. Yes, yes. How are other people going to be able to listen or hear what it is that we have to say if uh, we are treating them in a particular way? And as uh, Jesus said, he came for the brokenhearted. He came for um, the least of these, whoever that may be. And we, as his brothers and sisters, you know, we are to also in our wanting to be more like him, wanting to be more Christ-like, we are also to be for others the way he was for others. That's right. Of course, uh, we can't do that in, in our own power. That's the thing. It has to be through the power of Christ that we do that. And that is a way that you shake off that symptom, that sin, shake it off through the power of Christ. And of course, through repentance. Yes. And, and, and as folks who have been forgiven, we are well equipped, right? 
with this gospel, with this Holy Spirit to have these conversations in the ways that they need to be had, holding people in, in love and compassion. Like as believers, we are poised and positioned by faith to hold people in conversations and say, no, I see you. You know what I mean? I see you, you as the, as the, what, what is the word said? As the, it's in, in one, in Psalm 139, fearfully and wonderfully made creature. Mm-hmm. I see you the way that God saw you forming in your mother's womb, right? I see you. And then you came out and you had very pale skin or you had dark skin or you had tan skin, but you, God saw and said, this is good. I really appreciate in Acts uh, 2, when I talk about how the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost and it mm. to so many groups of people, Parthians, Midis, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, you know, and so many more, Egypt, parts of Libya, Mm -hmm. visitors from Rome. And so it just goes to show that the Lord wants everyone, he wants to bring everyone, you know, to him, all backgrounds, all ethnic groups, all uh, racial makeups. He wants us all. And as ambassadors, we are called to want that too, as our father does. I, I love that. And, and you made me think about, we were, we, ha- we were having a conversation one Sunday. My husband generally uh, does the preaching on Sundays, but this particular Sunday, he was out of pocket. Something was happening. And I told the children, I said, well, let's go outside. And we sat on the front steps and we talked about when the Holy Spirit came Mm. and how each man heard his own language because the Lord was wanting to make sure, just like you said, to reach everybody. Mm. And that is also our mission to reach everyone with this gospel, with this love. When we are failing at that, we can't look at the Lord and say, well, why didn't you do this? I remember when I was a young, a young, and I had come newly to the faith and I was reading about what happened at Azusa. And, and how the spirit fell and these, these believers who were of different, you know, races and all of those kind of things just experienced this outpouring of the Holy Spirit and, and they were just amazed. But then shortly after that, those body of body, that body of believers divided themselves along lines of race Mm. after that shared experience of the holy spirit spirit they still found a way to divide themselves and what i see that and even as i experience some of the things that i experience now and and in my own personal encounters with with what i have identified as 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 racism or, or or race inspired discriminations i see how it's our pridefulness our flesh our our sinfulness that creates and sustains divides among us mm-hmm. and race is just one one of the ways that we do that but i remember in or or i think on first john chapter 4 verse 20 where it says whoever claims to love god yet hates a brother or sister 
is a liar. Mm. The Lord said, if you say you love me, but you hate this one, this one, this one of your brother or sisters, you are lying. You don't love me. Mm. Mm-hmm. That should, we should feel the slap on the face. <laughs> that, that bracing like, ooh, that everyone, that should keep all of us on our toes. We cannot love God and hate our brothers and sisters. Race actually is a social construct, which I don't think a lot of people know or understand that, that it is a man-made concept that was uh, created by an anthropologist Mm -hmm. who also believed in Darwinism. Mm -hmm. And he went around to different countries and places and he made annotations of the different people, whether they were tribes or whatever. He outlined their facial features, their skin tones. And then he, from observing, he came to the point, okay, this is what these, this is what these people are. This is what they do. This is what they are. And so a lot of people don't understand that, that God did create ethnicity, which is where you are from, where you derive from, mm-hmm. but man created race. So I think that if people understood that a little a little better, mm-hmm. one, the historical of where it, where it comes from, derives from, and then also how these different stereotypes or assumptions came into place that they would kind of think a little differently about how they see other people. I love the way that you you brought that forward. And I think that's important to add to the discussions that we have with our young people about race and racism, giving them the, the historical background, right? That race is the social contract construct. It's not it's not a God-created thing. It's a man-created thing. And not only to identify that that's what it is, but to give them the understanding of the background. Why? Why was race created? And so one of the things that we talk about with our Gen Zers is that race was created as a way to divide and conquer. So the, the, the reason to create race was to divide and conquer. Because even as you um, share that the anthropologists noted that, oh, my skin looks like this, but over here, their skin looks like this. And over here, I eat this, but over here, they eat this. They drink that. This, these are the things in, in their area. They use, I go to the doctor for this. They go to this person for this healing and all of those kind of things. And instead of seeing that, experiencing that with humility and with awe to say, look at what is in the world other than me that doesn't look like me and doesn't sound like me and all of these things. And to, to, to really be awestruck by that. Instead, many folks used those traits and characteristics to dehumanize other groups of people and to deny their humanity because they're different. If you do that, if you say, I'm the human because I look like this, because I speak this language, but you are not human because you look like this, you speak this language, you do these things differently, you are somehow also assigning to yourself the role of God. And no one gets to deny someone's humanity to serve their purposes. We don't get to do that. 
even though it's regularly being done. But as we talk to our young people, we let them know that is not God's plan. That was humans who made these decisions. And it's not the first time humans make these decisions. And because the heart of man is desperately wicked, it's likely not the last time that humans will make these decisions um, to hurt themselves and others. Then we, we learn about each other and we may have different cultures and that's fine. We can learn about each other's culture and grow in that culture and begin to understand why people do the way things that they do. But but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're wrong because they do certain things. It's just part of their culture. Right. And that's for that's for any culture we have uh, here. We have festivals uh, here called Czech Days and then, you know, Oktoberfest. So there's all kinds of different cultural celebrations that people have that you can choose to participate in to learn about yes you know, I am very blessed my upbringing was military and everyone was thrown together and so I always grew up in neighborhoods with very like multiple different ethnic groups mm-hmm. and different racial makeups and so I, I I had told you before that I was in my 50s before I realized wait not everyone has this experience <laughs> and that usually kind of people sticking to their own was really the norm mm. but for me that was not the norm and it was always shocking to me like why wouldn't you want to have uh see the beauty and cultural friendships and uh, so yes yeah, so i i was much older before i realized <laughs> And although growing in the mil- growing up in the military can be difficult because you move around a lot, you know, it was a, that part of it is truly was truly a blessing. It truly is, and I see the gift in it. Yeah, it was. It was a blessing. Your appreciation for your lived experience of diversity growing up. It, it doesn't surprise me that now we're finding that Gen Z is the generation that enjoys spending time with people who are different from them, right? That that is increasingly found among people in, in, that, in that demographic, that they really enjoy it because there's so much to be enjoyed about it. There's so much to be enjoyed about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, the obvious is the food, <laughs> Just trying different foods, you know, but then there's so many other cultural celebrations that have so much beauty. And, and so, yes, I, I appreciate that Gen Z can see the value. And it gives me a lot of hope. Those numbers gives me a lot of hope for future generations that that they can bridge divides where maybe preceding generations did not find a way to do it and continue that work of bridge building to to, to really connect us more firmly within the love of Christ and to really represent the Lord in the, in the best ways possible. Well, I can say amen to that. <laughs> and that is a great way to close. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, first, I want to thank you, Malaika, for joining us today. And I'm going to put Malaika's contact information just on Facebook. Or you can find her on Instagram at Malaika on Mission. And we'll have that in our show notes if you want to touch base with her. And I just want to thank you again for joining us for this important and informative conversation. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. 
Remember, God is for you and you're not alone. With His Spirit, you are filled with courage and strength of purpose. So don't fret, Mama. Instead, take heart. Mama Take Heart is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you liked what you just listened to, would you take a second and leave us a rating in your favorite podcast app? It really does help more people like you find our show. This podcast is produced by me, Kelly Givens, and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. You can find more podcasts like this over at lifeaudio.com. Thank you.